there's so much pressure on kids to perform and outcomes. We are interfering, and I include myself. We are trying to create an opportunity for our kids to be successful in ways that we may feel are important. And the reality is, is that kids, people need to be able to cope with failure. Welcome to the Resilient People Podcast. I'm Janet Finaki. I speak with extraordinary, regular people from around the world who are admired for their resilience. They've overcome major challenges in their lives, bounced back, and created something to help others be resilient too. If you've listened to any of my past episodes, you know that I interview people who have overcome some sort of a challenge. But in this episode, I'm speaking with educational consultant Jane Christoffi from Toronto. Jane is a teacher and guidance counselor who speaks with students, parents, and educators everywhere. Her goal is to help elementary, high school, and university and college students to reach their personal and education goals. So what does that mean? Well, Jane can help you if you're struggling in certain subjects and need extra support, preparing your applications for post-secondary school, or getting your resume ready for a job hunt. But as Jane puts it, there's more to think about when getting our kids ready for the real world, and it doesn't just involve getting high marks. I spoke with Jane about building resilience in children. She offers some great tips to help loosen our grip and how our kids will benefit in the long run. So welcome, Jane. Very much, Janet. Great to talk with you today, and uh, I love what you're doing here. So yes, I'm a teacher at heart. That's my thing. And uh, I've got experience in schools in the independent system and in the public system. And I've worked in various roles, as you mentioned. My main one is mom and teacher. I started Right Track a handful of years ago uh, when I had a number of people in the network contacting me all the time asking me what they should do with their kid. They had this challenge, that challenge, this decision. They just didn't know which way to turn. And uh, I saw a business opportunity, and I really enjoyed helping people find solutions and helping kids find the right fit and the, the right direction for them to thrive. So I've been doing this for a handful of years, and I support kids transition from one stage of their educational journey to the next, uh, like high school to post-secondary and elementary to high school, as well as kids who are challenged at any point, they need to change programs or schools. And I also empower kids and teens to master their life and learning skills so they can thrive academically and personally. And that's really exciting. I think in this day and age, there's so much unknown and there's so many things that kids have to do. And uh, some of the basics are being lost along the way. And so I really want to help kids work on some things like executive function skills and things like that so that they can really figure out who they are and feel good about themselves. So Jane, when you talk about some of the basics that have been lost, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, I think resilience is one of them. What I've found in the work I've been doing as an educator and as a parent and as a reader, somebody who's listening to podcasts and reading every single book I can get my hands on in, in these topics that interest me so much, I feel like the trends for parenting are wrong. We are doing too much for our kids. We're not asking them to expect more from themselves. 
uh, we're sort of taking over. We're that helicopter parent. And things like time management or organization skills, just even setting the alarm in the morning. So these are the basics that we're not asking our kids to do. And I think that, you know, uh, there's a lot of depression and dropout, kids lacking self-efficacy, lacking self-confidence, not ready to launch in the world as, as young adults in the way that previous generations did. And I think it's, it's our parenting trends that we are following. So let's talk about how that fits into resilience and how maybe laying off of our kids a little bit more. And I think every parent nowadays could probably appreciate how every generation before us would say, in my day, yes. we used to walk 10 miles in 30 feet of snow. And then as you just touched on, you know, here we are driving our kids everywhere, helping them with their homework. And so like, how can we learn as parents to back off a little bit more and build that resilience for our kids? Okay, well, resilience is a must. It's a muscle we all have. We're all born with resilience. It's something we need to build, develop, and maintain. And actually, Sheryl Sandberg put it well. She described it as a muscle that we can develop. Another expert, Kenneth Ginsberg, he says it's like a beach ball that you're pushing underneath the water. And it's constantly bouncing back. So resilience is important. There's so much pressure on kids to perform and outcomes. We are interfering, and I include myself, because I'm a parent who I'm catching myself all over the place. We are trying to create an opportunity for our kids to be successful in ways that we may feel are important. So we're doing things for them to save time and energy things like chores or drop-offs, making them lunches, doing their laundry, making their beds, packing their ski bag on a day when they, they could very well do that themselves so that they can spend their time doing other things, grow their excellence. And the reality is, is that kids, people need to be able to cope with failure and without a resilience muscle. When life does come at you with adversity and challenge, we need to be able to respond in a way encouraging kids to believe in themselves, believe that they're capable of coming up with a solution and surviving whatever the adversity is, whatever the situation is. That is going to give them self-confidence and a feeling of competence. What are you seeing in your professional point of view when you're meeting with kids now? Where are you seeing that lack of preparedness for the future? Are you seeing it in any kind of tangible ways that you say, oh, this kid is just not ready? Well, I do work with kids transitioning to programs in high school where they're doing, you know, application prep or interview prep. And one of the main questions that schools will ask is, you know, what are your responsibilities at home? And so many of these kids have none. It's alarming. And I'll say, okay, well, let's just figure something out here. What do you do with your plate after dinner? What do you do with your backpack when you come in the door? Like kids are doing so little at home, chores wise. In high school to university transition, there's a problem with kids who are entering that phase because off they go to university, they don't know how to cook a meal. They don't know how to change a, a fitted sheet and put a duvet cover on, literally. There's kids who come out of um, first year university. They've got through that first year of transition into the real world, but suddenly they don't have a cafeteria to go to and they, they go into the aisle of the grocery store and they don't know what to buy. And mom has to do the laundry. They bring their laundry home on weekends. They're trying to tackle all that school stuff that they've, they're okay with doing, but they, they don't have those adulting skills. And that's a new buzzword 
it's not that new, but it's a word that is around with young people because adulting skills are these things like keeping to a budget and changing the car tire and maybe making an appointment at the doctor, things that adults do that you know we haven't really expected of our kids and teens. And when they actually have to do it for the first time, many cases they'll pick up the phone and they'll say, mom, you know, what do I do? I have a sore throat. And as a result, kids aren't coping well in their transition to university in residences. They're coming home a lot on weekends. They're maybe dropping out. They're just not ready. Because I think that we haven't asked enough of them in the years preceding the transition. Do you see the want there in them to want to have those skills? It depends. It depends on the child. I mean, who wants to do chores? Like, it's really the grunt work. And nobody wants to walk the dog if they could play Fortnite instead. Uh, and sometimes it's just easier for the parent to go do it than fight with their kid. So I would say that I don't see a strong want. It's the easy way out for the parents to do some of that grunt work and, and come to the rescue. I think it's scary for parents, for sure. Releasing control is, is a very scary thing. But I think that if you look at the big picture, it's, it's really, really important. I think with the kids, when you do start to give them freedom and independence and show them that you believe that they're competent, they have a different view of themselves. You know, my own kids take the TTC everywhere and they love it. They love the freedom of that. You know, my daughter just started driving. She's, she's driving all over the city and leading her own life. And that's a very exciting time for her to become a young adult. Where do you think all this needs to start? At what age do you think we should be starting to build those skills? In the reading that I've done, we need to start right away. Like as soon as they're little, they need to put their toys away. They need to get dressed on their own. They tie their own shoes. Parents need to wait at the front door instead of doing everything for the kids. Let the kids get dressed on their own. In senior kindergarten, your child should be packing their own bag and, and doing their own thing, setting their clothes out at night going through a to-do list for the next day, what you need to get ready the night before, that kind of thing. Certainly it's faster to do it as a parent. You wanna get going, it's neat and tidy if you do it your way, but from day one, if you have your kids doing things for themselves, they're going to be more independent, feel more competent and more confident in the long run. So what are some steps that we can take in the meantime? What are some takeaways you want us to have? Okay, so whatever stage you're at with your kids and parenting, so if you've got teenagers who are ready to go off into the world, or if you've got preschoolers, I think just step back, let your kids figure it out. If they ask you, you know, what should I do? How can I solve this problem? You put the question back on them. Ask them to figure it out. Try to help your kids see that they have control over their lives. You know, if they're in a situation where maybe their friends have dumped them, and they're isolated at school. They, they no longer have their friend group, which happens to everybody at some point. Try to empower your kids with the vision that they have choices. They can make other friends. If that doesn't work out, find other people. If they're in a course that's really hard in high school, talk about ways to get through that challenge. They can get a tutor. They can maybe change program direction. They have choices. They can make decisions. And also try to role model to your kids when you're going through struggles that um, that's part of life. Everybody's lives are full of unfair, unexpected, 
undeserving situations of adversity and challenge. And these are things we need to be prepared for and not be afraid of. I think connecting with your kids, always showing them that they have support, whatever they're going through challenge-wise, just open communication and talk, be there for them, love them, and encourage them to have relationships with other people who can support them through challenge. Help your kids see that they have strengths. Teach them to self-advocate, so to ask for help from people when they need something or when they want something. Like I always encourage my students in the second week of school, go talk to your teachers, introduce yourself. I want that teacher to know what your goal is for this year. If you're in grade 11 math and you're trying to get into engineering, that teacher needs to know in the second week of grade 11 math what your goal is. They will help you get there. If you're just some guy sitting at the back of the classroom, they're not going to know what your goals are. They're going to want you to learn. But if you self-advocate and tell people your wants and needs throughout your life, you're going to have an easier time. The last thing is to have more expectations of your kids at home or chores, because all of the studies are showing that, you know, the more chores your kids do from an early age, the more successful they'll be in the workplace. And that has to do with a willingness to be a team player, put in the grunt work, and that translates into predicting what your coworkers and your bosses will want, and that rolls into being more successful down the road. The number one thing for building resilience in our kids is just loving them and supporting them, but show them that if they do fail or face challenge, that that's a really, really good opportunity to grow. Don't be afraid of it. Parenting is hard, but what seems to be the big lesson from my talk with Jane is that we're all doing our kids no favors by doing everything for them and not allowing them to fail. As Jane sees it, we need to do more to empower our children to thrive and survive by allowing them to advocate for themselves, asking for help, failing, and yes, doing chores. These are all ways in which our children will be better team players, feel better about themselves, and be more resilient to life's ups and downs. So. Maybe I should take this opportunity to thank my mom now for giving me all those Saturday morning jobs to do around the house. Thanks, mom. I didn't know it then, and maybe she didn't know it either, how these things would make me better. I'd like to thank Jane Christoffi for joining me, and I'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Resilient People. To learn more about Jane and the work that she does, you can go to Right trackeducation.ca This episode was produced by Edit Audio with thanks to Abby Gibson, Steph Coburn, and Sophie Shin. You can find me at Resilient People CA on Instagram and Facebook. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, If you or someone you know is resilient and has done something to help others be resilient too, write me at info at resilientpeople.ca or go to resilientpeople.ca to learn more. Till next time, I'm Janet Fanaki. Bye for now.
Divorce sucks, but it doesn't have to be all bad. Hi, I'm Leanne Townsend, a family law lawyer and partner at the law firm Brody Thorning LLP. I'm also the host of the Divorcing Well podcast. Divorcing Well aims to help provide listeners with the tools and knowledge they need to support themselves legally, financially, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I want listeners to tune into Divorcing Well because they are looking for the knowledge and inspiration to get them through the rough days. And on the positive days, they will gain the tools that they need to heal and move through the various stages of grief that divorce can bring. Each week, I interview an expert or a guest who's been out there in the trenches going through divorce themselves, sharing their stories, their knowledge, their inspiration with listeners so that ultimately I can help them to divorce well. You can find my podcast on all podcast platforms or visit my website at www.leannetownsend.ca. Thank you.